Hello, hello, my magical friends. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is Annika with Witchful Ways. What are we going to talk about today? Today, I am going to talk about correspondences and the correspondences being lavender is supposed to help with stress relief, right? That's a traditional correspondence. That may be information that you find when you do a Google search or when you um, look at, you know, some herbal books or even witchcraft books, or, you know, you just kind of find it through friends word of mouth, right? Because that's what it's known for. Well, I want to make sure that as with any of the tools or ingredients that you're using in your craft, your craft is absolutely personal to you. That's what makes it so powerful. That's what makes you such a powerful witch is when you begin to learn what works best for you and how things relate to you for you, right? So your connection to it. So for instance, let's take the lavender, right? We look it up and lavender is supposed to be good for stress relief and sleep and, you know, those kind of things. So you may, have, you know, go, okay, I need to do a sachet um, or a spell bag, a mojo bag, whatever for stress relief, anxiety relief, or to help me sleep. And I'm going to put it right here next to my bedside or under my pillow, like it's stated in whatever, you know, that you're doing. But you don't like the smell of lavender. Well, that isn't going to be very soothing for you, right? That isn't going to help you lull yourself to sleep if you're thinking about, man, I really don't like the smell of that. If it's not connecting to you in the way that their traditional correspondence is. So you would choose something else in that point rather than fighting against and going, okay, it's supposed to be, this is what I'm supposed to use. This is what the quote unquote recipe says, right? Is lavender. I need to have this lavender in here for stress relief. Well, if that doesn't work for you, then don't use the lavender. If lavender doesn't mean soothing stress relief and, you know, that release of anxiety and if it doesn't smell good to you and you don't go, ah, yeah, that's, that's nice, then don't use it. Just because it's a traditional correspondence or that it's noted somewhere or, or as a correspondence, that doesn't mean that that's how it's going to connect with you. So what you need to do is learn, again, what does connect with you and how does it work for you? Now, so let's go back to lavender again. So you don't like the scent of lavender. So you may actually choose to use lavender as as an ingredient in a spell that you're doing that has to do more with sickening or repulsion or dislike, right? Because that's what it feels like to you. You don't like it. Like it just feels like, uh, no, it feels like the black sheep, right? Because it's supposed to mean this, but it doesn't mean that to me. So it seems like it's, you know, like not doing what it's supposed to do. Hopefully that makes sense. So you can use it the way that you connect to it. Lavender is a big one. A lot of people use that in a lot of different ways because, and that's why I use that one, because it's so readily available and it's pretty inexpensive to be able to get yourself some lavender. Um, you guys know that I'm all about keeping your craft as inexpensive as you want it to be. It can be as 
elaborate as you'd like it to be, but it can be as inexpensive as you want it to be, right? Witchcraft is free. You don't have to have anything. But so that's why I use lavender. So you can see that some people may use it because, oh, it, it smells great and I love it. And it just elicits this, ah, like this spa, you know, kind of smell to me. And so it's very soothing. It's very comforting. And other people smell lavender and go, no, it, I don't like it at all. Um, for instance, patchouli. That is a scent that I don't like. Um, it reminds me of a lot of people. It, it elicits different things, right? But for me, patchouli reminds me of death and decay. That's what it reminds me of. When I smell that, I immediately it goes to a I, I don't like that smell. Um, and it just elicits these feelings and thoughts of death and decay, like whether it has that scent for me or whether I know that it is a scent that used to be used to cover up death and decay. So therefore, when I smell it now, it's just kind of ingrained into me, right? So that's a different example. So some people use patchouli as something that's very spiritual opening and awakening and kind of a connection to uh, self in a different depth of way. To me, I never will use patchouli for those reasons or for, for those um, intentions because it doesn't elicit that feeling for me. For me, I'm going to use patchouli. I use a patchouli a lot in workings around Samhain. Because again, it reminds me of a connection to death. <laughs> um, so that's just an example of, but you know what? I know that patchouli does that for me. So I use it in the way that it's going to be most powerful for me. And it's going to be most powerful for me as an ingredient to be used in the context and the the way, right? The emotional response, the, the immediate intuit response that I get from the scent. That's what makes it powerful. So don't feel bad if, you know, you go, oh, roses, I'm supposed to use roses for love. Well, I don't use roses for love because to me, carnation is more of a scent that reminds me of close relationships, that reminds me of love, that reminds me of um, everything that has to do with matters of the heart because that's one of my favorite scents. So Hopefully that makes sense for you when it comes to ingredients. Now let's take that a little bit further and go into even the seasons and the moon phases. The moon phases have traditional, right? The, the dark moon, the new moon, the quarter moons, the, the full moon, right? Like they all have traditionals and going, okay, this is what's traditionally worked during this time. That doesn't mean that that's how you relate to the moon, phases. And that's something that you need to discover for yourself. It's all about discovering how you fit into your surroundings and your cycles and your ebb and flows, right? So you may feel really energized on the dark moons. You may feel like this is the time where I get my house clean. This is the time I, you know, get all these things done. Um, and this is a very energetic time for you rather than being a more laid back, soft kind of uh, internal aspect, right? The slower, the dark side kind of things. Whereas the full moon for you may just be a time where you don't feel like doing much, but you know, kind of, so therefore your correspondence for yourself is going to be different than the traditional lunar phase is. And that's perfectly fine. 
That is perfectly fine. That just means that you're in tune with yourself and your connection to universe, source, one God, all, whatever it is, but also to your own intuitive abilities. And that makes magic that much more powerful for you when you go, you know what, I know exactly what I need to do and I know exactly when I need to do it because I know that I correspond to these things and phases differently than what the traditional is. That's what witchcraft is. Again, it's all about finding out how you connect. So the same thing with the seasons, right? So when we go into the dark half of the year compared to the light half, right? When the summertime, sometimes people in summertime, it's a it's a very bright, vibrant, um, let's get everything moving. We're open. We're um, interacting. We're right. We're more connected. Where in the winter months, we tend to be more introverted, more slow, more laid back, more restful. For some people, it's exactly the opposite. And that includes myself. The winter time to me um, brings about, this is a time to get a lot of stuff done because I've got a lot of time to do it. So I'm very energetic during the winter months as compared to the summer months where I'm just kind of really the lazy days of summer, right? I just kind of hang out all summer long and don't get a whole lot of stuff done. But I know that. And I know that that's how I correspond to the cycles of the year, of the seasons. So when you're looking up your spells, which you should be looking up spells only to use them as outlines and guides for your own creations, because the whole thing kind of wraps up with when you're looking at correspondences um, and lists, colors, herbs, oils, crystals, seasons, lunar cycles, whatever it is, the correspondence doesn't necessarily mean that that's how you interact with it. The correspondences as they're recorded were recorded and then copied by someone's initial experience with them. And that could be completely different from yours. And that's fine. So step up, be the absolute most powerful witch that you can be. And that means stepping into learning how you interact and work with those few things that you want to master, right? One really easy way to do that is to start journaling. If you start journaling for three three cycles, three lunar cycles, you'll really get to know how you interact with the different cycles of the moon. You'll be able to look back and go, yep, during this cycle, I feel this way the majority of the time. So it can be amazing what we can find out about ourselves that way. So don't stick to tradition because that's not what it's all about. Make it yours because your craft, your way is perfectly perfect for you every day. Have a wonderfully magical rest of your day.